The last topic that we're going to discuss, that's Hashem and Yoni Maisuris, is again comparisons of Maisuris with where it's sourced. Maisuris and also the halachas of Nidorim, we discussed that it could be that Maisur is an obligation that's self imposed by a person taking it on, and then it becomes a nether. There's an interesting halacha if a person is noider, a person accepts on himself an obligation to bring karbonis or other obligations in the base Amigdash, or to give uh, out when he has to give Trumas and Maisus to Kahanam, and so on. Zalochav Bal Ta'acher. person is not allowed to procrastinate ad infinitum, bring the carbon. What's, how long is called procrastinating? Do you have to, if you're mechuyiv, do you have to give it that second? The shir that's discussed in the Gemara, primarily in Roshan, is three regalim. The time frame. The Paiskim want to discuss, they want to shtoltsu, they want to compare that the time frame for procrastination, legabe, kiyum, of maisus, would also be totally in the same amount of time. Now this needs to be qualified. If somebody earns money on January 1st, somebody earned money on January 1st, 2021, tzedakah money has to be given out by when? We discussed in the previous shiurim that a person is not mechuyiv to then give the money on January 1st. You make, let's say, you want a quarterly, a half a year, there's such requires. Maybe that you can do half a year, aser to aser, twice a year. You make a cheshven, a reckoning of net and gross and so on and so forth. Or let's say even if it's once a year. So you're going to end up only computing and giving the money next year. That's fine. If a person does have stock of money and that should be given out in a timely fashion, especially if tzedakah money, if somebody comes and asks him for tzedakah, somebody actually comes, which is not halach of mice, it's halach of tzedakah, if somebody's asking you for money, uh, for money like sick points, you should, uh, you should be generous, um, then that obligation might be right away. If you have tzedakah money and somebody's coming over to you to ask for it, and you want, you only want to give out the money next year, that might impose this chiv of Baltaka right away. There's such a concept in Karbanas also. Again, this is subject to a discussion amongst the Paiskin. One thing is for sure true is that um, a person certainly has a right, even if he made his cheshman. Go back to the model that we just said. A person starts computing from January 1st, 2021. He does, let's say, through the end of June. That's his half year. Sits down, pen and paper, makes a cheshman, you know, a, a plus and a minus column, expenses, so on and so forth, profits, and it comes out that he owes Maisur $10,000. He has to take those $10,000, spend it right away. What he wants to do, let's say, is he wants to write a check to a certain kernel every month. He wants to support certain families every month for the next six months. Does he have a right to spend it that way? Is that called procrastination? Of course not. He's looking for a way to maximize the impact of the money that he's giving. That a person still is within rights. That's not called procrastination. That being said, let's mention an important point. Usually there's problems involved when a person keeps mice money in his regular checking account. It's very easy to lose track, not figure out what you did spend, what you didn't spend. A tzatoiva kamashmon is that a person should make a separate tzedakah account. It's, a, it's good advice for anybody. The Rebbein Shem should give everybody a bracha, they should have enough money that the account should have a decent amount of uh, cash flow in it. But in any case, it is best to keep tzedakah money on the side, separate ledger, separate account, and so on. But this brings us to our next topic, and that is, let's say a person separates, he has a business, he's doing well, and he has 
$100,000. So he has a million dollar net of 2020. Now he has a million dollars to give out over the course of 2021. That money was transferred to a trust. However, he set it up for tax reasons, which is perfectly voted, by the way. I might add, when a person's earning is the tax benefits that he gets for setting it up as charity is not called earnings. That's called minias revach on Uncle Sam's part. So in, in the sense of being mochuyiv meiser on those earnings, those are not earnings. Money that's invested that goes up, the company is sold, the stocks go up, that's called earnings. Tax savings are not earnings. It's just, it means you didn't lose money. I know that sounds cynical, but in terms of aloka, that's not called earnings. In any case, not to learn your name. A person has a million dollars that's transferred to a tzedakah, to a trust, however you set it up. Those million dollars belong now to whom? Let's make one basic point. It's a lovedisha point, but it's an important point with very crucial halacha l'maiseh And that is, there's what we call tzedakah, well, let's start again with our model of maestris. Maestris, when a person has fruits that were harvested, a person has a big truckload, a whole silo full of grapes. And he's mafish one-tenth of those grapes. The choiv and the chalois of that uh, din maestris, kedushas maestris, so to speak, is chal on the chayfits, on the grapes. When a person owes money to tzedakah, the choiv is not chal on any specific dollar. So what we've discussed, earnings can't be defined in terms of this coin, this nickel, that dime. That's a ridiculous way for a person to look at his earnings. Especially today in the age of cryptocurrencies and notes of debt, etc., etc. To look at a person, what he earns and what he has, in terms of how much cash he has in his bank account, not going to cut it. Also, the money you have in your bank account is not that money which is a fascinating topic for itself. So the Chayvat Tzedakah and what's owned by Tzedakah is not any specific dollars and cents. What it is, is a personal obligation that's chal on him. You owe a million dollars. So let's say somebody would want to, um, would want to give Tzedakah money this year, right now. There was uh, never there a lot of causes. And then this year, there's, let's say last year, Last year, there was a lot of need in the community, unfortunately, business that folded, people that were not well, Rachman, Sonal, Monis, a lot of the COVID casualty list, a lot of the, the fallout from COVID created new tzedakah opportunities. The person says, look, in 2021, I'm going to earn more, hopefully, everybody earned less in 2020, most people at least, but in 2021, I'm going to earn more and there's going to be less tzedakah needs. I want to overspend in 2020 Kineged my choiv tzedakah of 2021. Can you do that? According to most can yes. Because even though in Meisir, you can't separate on a dovish lebala you can't, same way you can't sell a dovish lebala the same way you can't be magdish a dovish lebala you also can't be mafish maestris from parents that didn't grow yet. Quite obvious. However, you can obligate yourself or spend from your tzedakah fund, kineged earnings that you're going to have next year, because it has nothing to do with the money per se that's in the bank account. It has to do with your personal obligation. We'll use the yeshivish terminology of gavra chefza, but it's very apt in this case. The chayva tzedakah over here is on the gavra, not on the chefza, not on the coins in front of us. That being said, even though it's machloikis, Rambam, Rambam and Raivid, 
about a person obligating himself for Nadarim, for Hegdish, on things that don't exist in Adam Shalom the Rambam says it's Chal only in the sense of creating a personal obligation, but it certainly cannot create that something that's not here yet can become Kodesh. That's certainly not, uh, if it's not here, it can't have a Chaloiz Din. So this is an important point, it's not that this will lead us into our next discussion. A very crucial distinction, or halachas that are relevant to the Hulk and this, by the way, will clarify for us this definition that we just gave, Gavra, as opposed to Chefza, in Chiyuvet Tzedakah. That will become clear in the context of what we're going to discuss now. There's a, a sugya, a concept, called Mishanin Mitzedakah L'Tzedakah. Which means, a person has an obligation, he obligated himself, he said, he pledged $100,000 for... Uh, $100,000 for a certain cause. And now, he has a change of mind. I don't know if he became more yeshivish, less yeshivish, more orthodox, less orthodox. He decides that he wants to, a year later, he did make a pledge to cause A, and now he wants to switch that, and he wants to spend the tzedakah money that he pledged. He does want to spend the money. He's not taking the cheap way out. By the way, person makes a nether on tzedakah, he should be able to be not a nether. No different then uh, if a person was not doing himself not to eat chocolate cake. Not eating chocolate cake, by the way, is also a good idea for many people. But over there, there's, a, there's an option. You can opt out. It's called Hataras Nadar. Rabbonim will not create, and this is Shokhanov, this is not a uh, rabbinic uh, minig, but the minig is not to make, the halacha is not to make Hataras Nadar on Sadok obligations. If you made it Sadok obligation, you got to keep it. There's no way out. But let's say you want to change cause A to cause B. How much wiggle room does a person have? Again, you're the trustee. So now if a year later, I hadn't paid. I donated money for a certain cause, a certain hospital they were going to build. And a year later, I rethought, is that the best use of my money? Is that the best use of my assets? As a trustee, I want to reweigh my decision-making process and I want to invest in something else. The courage should be my prerequisite. That would only be true, or we could discuss that in terms of my personal obligation. Can I change my personal obligation from one cause to another cause? But, the Machnefrein points out in Hilk Tzedakah, if the money had already become the property of Tzedakah, I certainly can't change it. And that would mean Tzedakah money, or let's say in the model that we use, Maishwis, uh, Hegdish, if somebody had already been Magdish a Behemoth, the old days you had a flock, you see a choice lamb, you get a spirit, some type of inspiration, and you say, Okay? And now you're going to bring it the next time in Yerushalayim, by the next Yom you're going to bring it, you're going to have the schus to bring it as a carbon shlom. Let's say you decide you want to switch that behemoth from a carbon shlom to a carbon oil. No dice. Why? Obvious. It already is a carbon shlom. It has inherited the Kedusha of a carbon shlom. You can't arbitrarily change that. You can't change that. It is what it is. But if I say that I, and that's what we call in Lomdisha terminology, the Gavra, not the thing, not the object, but the person. The Gavra became a Choyv. I owed Tzedakah. So I can't change my mind? Who says? So here we have a discussion, Mishanim, it's Tzedakah, I obligated myself to cause A. Is my existential Chiyuv to give that sum of money? Or inherent in my khir is to give money to that tzedakah. And then I can't change my mind. 
So the Machnefrayim in creating a pshara between the, in this subject, says if a person only created obligation on himself in terms of a personal obligation, a choyvaz gavra, so to speak, so then one would be allowed to change one's mind. However, if one had already put the money in a trust, and that money now is financially under the ownership of that organization, even though you hadn't transferred it, if you make a trust, and the trust is a trust under the name of that charitable organization, even if you're the trustee, and theoretically, legally, you can take it out from that account and transfer it to another account, but al Alafi wouldn't be allowed to do that, because since the money already belongs to that stopper. So I'll share with you a real case, and this just brings home the point. You have a person who decided to, like we said before, he decided to give a, a, a half a million, three quarters of a million dollars to uh, build a wing in a hospital for cancer research. Very, uh, very worthy. But like the Chavetz Chaim says, remember that the reason why people are sick in the first place is all from the revenge letter. So it probably is a better investment in one's dollars. If you get more bang for your buck, if you support more Talmidei Chachamim, that will prevent illness from coming down into the world in the first place. What the Chavetz Chaim said, they made a Chanukah Sabayis for a hospital, for a new hospital in the town of Eshashah. And the Chavetz Chaim sits by the days with all the people that had given money. Uh, a famous Talmud Chacham that was called the Parish of Eshashah. He didn't have a red penny to his name. He sits him by the days and asks her, what is it? Why are you giving him COVID? He says, it's very poshut. The rest of you have given money. There should be a hospital with 100 beds for the population of Eshashah. He's the one who prevents that you need 150 beds. He saves a third of the people from getting sick with his chus So I don't want to preach to anybody, but just to take that concept a step further is the children of this person. What happened? This is a real story. A person uh, decided to give three quarters of a million dollars to the wing of a uh, cancer research wing of a hospital. Unfortunately, this quite generous individual passed away. The choiv is there. As a personal obligation, if a person passes away, his personal obligations are not incumbent on his children. They're not incumbent on his children. However, there is a mitzvah, the kind of MS, there is a mitzvah on children to honor a bequest of a parent in terms of COVID love for the children to honor. It's disrespectful if they know their father wanted to give three quarters of a million dollars to Tzedakah, to a charitable cause, to, to ignore that and to pocket the money for themselves. Okay, so they want to do the right thing, but it happens to be his children are all cuddle families in Lakewood. It's all in Lakewood. Their idea of a good use of money is not giving a cancer wing to you know, to a hospital someplace in the Midwest. Their idea is, let's build a new kailu, and that will be a biggest cause for Klai So Again, I'm not getting into anybody's priorities, I'm just telling you the story the way it was. Can they be Mishanim at Stockel at Stockel? If the money was already put into trust by the father under the name of that uh, hospital, then the money can't be switched. It already belongs to the hospital. A Gazlan, with all good intentions, you can't steal money from a hospital, even if you want to give it to Yeshiva. There's no Jewish concept of Robin Hood. You can't steal from a hospital and give money to a yeshiva. But if it's just a personal obligation in terms of honoring their father's bequest, in terms of their personal obligation, Mishalim and Stokhol they would be allowed to switch that money, and they would be allowed to switch that, the recipient of that bequest, to a charitable cause of their choice. That, I think, brings home 
uh, very much the defining concept of a Chayvis Gavra as opposed to Mois, which became a Chefza of Mois Tzedakah.